Welcome to episode 44 of Cyclops is Waiting for Me, an X-Men the Animated Series weekly recap podcast. I'm JC and I'm going to fight Rod. Okay. <laughs> this is definitely not the second time we're doing this intro. And I'm, and I'm Rod. <laughs> I just put out an album. <laughs> Let's see if this joke works the same way a second time. You, you might not like it because I didn't make it for you, but you can check it out on Spotify and all the things. But it's the first one I've done in 10 years, and I'm proud of it even if you're not. So I'm not clapping what's, what's for you this time. A Handsome Nostalgia. Yeah! Thank you. <laughs> anyway. Get that plug. And we're happy to introduce today's guest, Joe from the Joe on Joe podcast. Joe, why is someone from a G.I. Joe podcast on an X-Men the Animated Series podcast as a guest? Because I decided that every single name of an X-Man could easily substitute as a name for a G.I. Joe vehicle. Are we, are we specifying X-Men or any character within the show? Any character within the Marvel Universe. Uh, Most X-Men characters easily could be G.I. Joe vehicles. I will challenge there that. There is the Wolverine. I will challenge that with okay. a Morlock. Well, Mr. Sinister, I guess, would be tough. You could still call it Sinister. Sure, so, that's yeah, true. I will challenge that with from the Morlocks, Tommy. Well, that's just his name. That's not his. That's not his code name. I'll I'll, I'll put a caveat there. Code we, names. We don't know. Like Jean Grey. But Tommy would be a Tommy. Like, I'm, I'm, Tommy's a woman. Yo, Joe. Oh, well, maybe. Yo, Joe. I'm going <laughs> to jump in the Jean Grey and take on that his tank. You know, like that's oh, no. that's yeah. Oh, no, yeah. yeah I, I am from the Joe and Joe podcast, and I love comics. I love X Men. I've been into X Men since I was about 12 years old. I'm you know I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a spry 47 now, so it's been mm. a while. Um, yeah. Hey. Hey. Thanks. <laughs> Stop uh, kissing ass yeah, because we'll you get, fucked up the recording we'll session, this Rod. conversation later. <laughs> but no, I, I love X-Men. So yeah, so when and I do my G.I. Joe podcast, so when JC asked me to be a guest on the show, I was like, absolutely. I got a huge X-Men collection. I like from like issue 95 to current. You, almost almost literally, because Giant Size came out the month I was born in 75. Mm-hmm. And so I literally have my lifetime worth of X-Men. That is awesome. Yeah. So you have more in just your X-Men collection then Rod has read comic books I, I in was, totality I of his just, life. I was just thinking about that, yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah probably easily, yeah, you know, easily. The funny thing about G.I. Joe's, though, a few years ago, I watched the G.I. Joe episode of Toys That Made Us. Yeah, oh, it's was, great. And I had forgotten how nostalgic I was for that. Mm-hmm. And so... Did you cry? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> G.I. Joe was a special thing, man. Yeah. It was... So I was, you know, I was born in 75. So Star Wars was... I was a little too young to really, really latch onto it. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved it and I loved Star Wars. But when G.I. Joe hit, I was like eight years old. Okay. And that's that eight to 10 is like when you form that like bond of like, that's the thing I'm going to like forever. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and, and if you ever look at like Google pictures of G.I. Joe at uh, Toys R Us and in the stores at the time, wall to wall. Well, I mean, st- it'll never be like that again. No, that, that's what brings me to the next thing is after that episode, I was like, oh, I'm nostalgic. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to spend five or 10 bucks and go get a G.I. Joe. And I went out the store and I realized they don't sell them anymore. Yeah. Well, they're, they do. <laughs> they, they've made a. Well, they come out in special runs. Right. It's not like it used to be. Yeah. They, my last time I was in a toy store, I was like 13, 12 or 13. Right. And so I remember what you're talking about the wall to wall. Totally. And it's, it's just, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really not the same. It's aimed more at a adult collector market. You know, yeah, they're doing yeah. these classified figures, which look great, you know, and yeah. as an adult collector, hey, yeah, awesome. <laughs> but I, it's, it's, I, it's, it's, it's tough. I love that for a holiday once I bought Joe a, a G.I. Joe and Amazon. Oh, like it got so messed up in the packaging <laughs> that it was literally open. Not like destroyed, but like the packaging was just opened at that point. So Joe's like, well, now I have it. Now I have yeah. an open Baroness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's great. That's so funny you say that, too, because so what brought me into G.I. Joe, besides a little bit of the cartoon, was when they started doing like the Street Fighter Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
And so those like, are those are pretty collectible. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what? I remember having the Chun Li one, and I really liked this. Mm-hmm. It was like for a Christmas gift myself, I'm gonna. You just like those thighs, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the, the automatic kick. <laughs> no, I, I was like, I'm just gonna splurge at twenty bucks or whatever, and just get one to put like on my shelf or whatever. Yeah. And I ordered it in the package because I was the only one left, and Amazon delivered it. It was smashed, so the blister no totally. longer in the package. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. busted open, and I was like, "Did they do this on purpose?" It's like, wild. They recently did a really cool mashup of of the Megatron Transformer with a Cobra Hiss tank, oh, wow. and it's the very first time there was a, it's an actual transforming GI Joe vehicle. Oh, wow. They've done mashup sets before, but the vehicles never technically transformed. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a an, a really good looking Hiss tank that transforms into Megatron. It's great. Everyone who ordered on Amazon. Got it shipped with a label on the box, not on the shipping box, yeah. on the Megatron box. Oh, no. I saw it all over the internet. My happened to my friend Matt. It it was shocking how Amazon would think that that's an acceptable. It was a, it was a larger yeah. box. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but you, there, I've never seen it done with anything else. I have. There there was something else I ordered. It was like a it was a Funko. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and it had a big sticker underneath it. And granted, oh. luckily it was one that like wasn't going to be a valuable one but i was like if i was like it's insane yeah it's like you're literally doing adult collector's items this isn't this isn't a toy for a kid that's going to get ripped up this is adult collectors and we keep shit in boxes yeah and even if you like even if they don't know what like if they don't know the the niche of the adult collector which i agree with you 100 there it was a 90 dollar product yeah Mm. you know if i'm ordering bath Salts, <laughs> bath salts. I'm gonna eat your face. Yeah. Like like bath bubbles that are ninety dollars. It better come in a box, you know. Like yeah. like it's why it was wild. So meanwhile, I order a single collar for my cat, and it comes in like a sixteen inch box. With <laughs> yes, three pounds of paper. <laughs> yep. Not even joking. <laughs> totally. totally, and it's a tiny cat. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So Joe, Joe, Joe on Joe is the podcast, and you can find it pretty much on every every podcast at catcher. It's a watch along. I've, I've covered all of the episodes of the show. And then we're now working our way through the comic book. We go page by page, panel by panel with a real historian's eye to comics. I, mm-hmm. I would talk about like other comics that were on the shelf during the month that issue came out and things like that, which my listeners really, really dig. It kind of gives a setting for what was going on at the time. I'm currently I'm near the end of the run as we record this. And it's like 1994. Wow. So all of the other comics that were on the shelves were very angsty mm. <laughs> lots of lots of extreme faces <laughs> lots of open jaws you know so it's it's a yeah it's a real dark time for comics <laughs> <laughs> and just real quick in case we lost it from the original intro which we might have to scrap what made you pick this episode to join us so i love nightcrawler one of my first literally my first interactions with the x-men i didn't know who they were was i read issue 139 and 140 of x-men i borrowed it from my cousin and in it was Nightcrawler and Wolverine go on a vacation to Canada to get over Wolverine's angst about Jean Grey dying two issues earlier. And they encounter a couple of members of Alpha Flight and they fight the Wendigo. And it was great because it's this emotional bonding trip with Wolverine and Nightcrawler and their best buddies. And it's just it was so formative. And I was fascinated by this dude and John Byrne's rendition of him. And like, who is this weird looking dude? And I, I love it. So I love Nightcrawler. So he was everybody's favorite. I feel like when I was in school. He's great. Man. I, He's, I used to like Cyclops the best back when I was a kid. Well, it's that's the greatest that's, irony. Well, that's yeah. because Cyclops is great. All right. Ah. I've heard you guys slag on Scott on this show. And here's I, here's my take on it. I look at Scott. I'm a little older. So I look at Scott as a, as a whole, the totality of who mm-hmm. Scott is. And when you look at his early appearances, and I'm talking the first 15 years of his existence. Mm-hmm. He was the scrawny nerd who didn't know how to ask the hot redhead out. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And and he and he was suffering under the emotional weight of of being the leader while Daddy Xavier, you know, put all the pressure on him. Xavier would go off on vacations and be like, Scott, you're in charge. Yeah. You know, like tell all these other kids what to do, even though Warren, I think, is technically older than him, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. Beast is definitely older than him, but Scott was the leader. And he he, he got, only like, was older than Bobby. Like that's yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He if anyone on that team had irritable bowel syndrome at age 18, it was Scott <laughs> Summers. He was so stressed out and he was skinny. They literally nicknamed him Slim. And he grew into this leadership role. And I'm talking over over 20 years. You know, it was this slow progression of him being more confident and everything. And by the time you get to the Phoenix saga and the angst of losing Gene, and then they have him break out and he's, you know, he goes off on his own. And they the book even followed him. You know, it followed him to Alaska. It didn't follow any other characters. You know, like when when Hank left. He just went. He just went to the Avengers. You know, he just joined the Avengers. Like the they had X- him. They had him in Marvel team up. Well, no, I mean they would do stories with him. Right. But like X Men, the book yeah. wouldn't like check in and do a Hank story. Right. When Cyclops left the team, Claremont would write a Cyclops in Alaska story. Right. Yeah. Bobby and Bobby and Angel they would go off form the champions and they were just half champion adventures. It wasn't like the X Men were going to check in on him with the champions. So by the time you guys get to Scott. He's this fully formed bro dude <laughs> who now Jim Lee is drawing like a bodybuilder, yes. right? In the big, you know, the big mm-hmm. version. It's a it's a it's a 90s version of the John Byrne outfit, which the John Byrne outfit I think is beautiful. Although I, my favorite is the Simonson X Factor look. I was gonna say X Factor is by the best, far the best. That's by far the best. The, yeah, that's the, the, the white the white and the blue. Yeah, yep. I like the white better than the yellow. That was yeah. the first action figure for him, was in that version. Oh, so it's, he has a little it was quote unquote cerebro. That went on his hands. Nope. It was like it was like the little. No, the the fir- the first version of the action figure was I don't that. I remember what you're talking the, about. The white and blue, and you touched the thing on his back, and that was the eyes yeah. light up. Yeah. No, that, he came with a little accessory that. Like, oh, did he really? Like a little missile thing that it wasn't Cerebro. No. Oh, uh, well, they, 90s they, and accessories they were. It, they called it Cerebro, but it's it funny. It, it, like it went over his two hands. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna find the nearest mutant by shooting a missile at. <laughs> <Right>? him. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. I, I feel like that was like a toy exact. Yeah. Like, oh, like was this giving the thing to put on his hands? Like uh, Cerebro's a word. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my point is, no one had more internal strife and more more internal personal struggle than Cyclops. No one. Yeah. Did. And you know, then it, then at a point, you know, he has to fend off the advances of this hundred and fifty year old, you know, creeper from Canada. <laughs> you know, who's like shoehorning. Yeah, yeah. Who's like, where he's girl. like, you've got Mariko. Leave, you know, like leave yeah. my girl alone, kind of a thing. So I do think, I do think, once they get to the Jim Lee era, I think all that pr- progress stopped. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, I, I agree. So if you're if you're picking up X Men from the cartoon yeah. and from that era in the comics, totally, Cyclops has not grown or changed much in the last twenty years. I agree. For clarity, that was the second version of him. Oh, which one are you talking Cause about? Because that's the one that has the. Because the outfit of the original was the white and blue. This yeah, was a no, I remember the white and blue one. Well, oh, that's in the package. Yeah, it's a card. They, has what this, did they that's do that for? The, the white and blue one didn't come with that little guy. Nope. Oh, in case. Nope. That's funny. I'll share these on Instagram. I'm yeah, screen capping yeah. now. You know, what, what <laughs> so that's very, my Cyclops hot take. So, you know, I mean, you guys get what I'm saying. It was yeah. very possible, though, is either a Mandela effect. I'm just from a different timeline, which is very possible. Yeah. <laughs> or B, my little brother's the one who had all the Cyclops toys. Yeah. He could have just mashed up all the accessories and they fit because they probably used the sure. same mold and put a sure. the thing on it. But yeah, no, to your point, the Cyclops, I did definitely like 99.9% of my impression of him is from the cartoon. Yeah. And even. As a kid, like John said, like it wasn't that big of a God deal. damn it, he's right. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Okay, so what, he was with the original one. The, okay. ni- the 91 release. 
had that. And then the 93 you just, release. You just threw your also, phone. Uh, <laughs> you risked breaking a phone over your Cyclops angst. I've recorded a lot of episodes with Rob. I just remember, like, when we got, my brother wanted the Cyclops action figure. And I was like, what's that thing that goes on his hands? And we're reading the back package, like, comes with Cerebro. And we're like, that's not that's Cerebro. That's not Cerebro. <laughs> It's like one of the few conversations I remember having that young age with my brother. Like, that's not Cerebro. What is that? Oh, accessories. Oh, accessories. But yeah, even as a kid watching the show, because we waited week to week or sometimes months yeah. for episodes, it just it was it, it didn't seem that bad. Now we're watching them like in like batches and stuff and having them all smushed together. It's like, is, does he stop yelling at any point? No, <laughs> totally. He yells no, so no, much in totally, the show. Totally. And that is how they treat him on the show. He's a stereotype at that point. Yeah, and, yeah. and in the, and in the movies too, like they did him, they did him dirty. In the yeah. Movies, yeah. Right. They, I agree with I, that. They yeah. did him dirty. So that's why I love Cyclops. And I think some, some, I know a couple of older fans from the shop and stuff who, who feel kind of the same way of like, as a whole, He's kind of the Nightwing of that universe a little bit, where he started out as this scrawny little tiny one thing with a big daddy presence and had to mentor and figure out his way in the world. Mm -hmm. Except when he became an adult, Nightwing became like this awesome, robust, outgoing individual. And Cyclops is like the opposite. Like Cyclops is like when that goes badly. Yeah. You know, Cyclops is like when you've got all these daddy issues and all this stress and parental stuff and you don't handle it well. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I think I think that's that's my take on why people say they don't dig Cyclops is because they're not they're not <laughs> they're not seeing that because if you read the early stuff and even up through like the the early Claremont stuff, you know, he's he's just he's unsure of himself and they're still calling him slim and he's yep. you know getting picked on and like and he just he just wants he just wants to please Daddy Xavier. That's all he they, wants. Then they gave that storyline to MCU Captain America. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, today we're talking about Nightcrawler. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my well, spot in this. That's my well, spot in the script. Let's talk Nightcrawler. I love it. I love it. No Nightcrawler. I'll talk Nightcrawler. Cyclops is waiting for me. Is there weekly? I'm trying to get back. That was the <laughs> longest <laughs> pause before rigmarole ever. I love it. I got Nightcrawler talk too. Cyclops is waiting for me. Is our weekly podcast series. We're going back and watching every single episode of the original 1992 X Men, the animated series in the original intended script order, building up to the release of X Men 97 coming in Disney Plus in late 2023. I think we found out by now. Yeah. Did we put so a date on it yet? Not yet. I think it's like fall. Just late. <laughs> oh, real quick, on Disney Plus, that pause screen artwork, like the background art. The one that has cable in it? It's terrible. It's not good. Like, it's Disney, terrible. You have amazing artists on hand. Whoever drew that, <laughs> terrible. Because it doesn't look, it's not a still or, or it's cutouts from the show. It's someone drew that. Someone <laughs> someone decided to, that this would be a good background. It's insultingly bad. That, that's a lot of like X-Men the animated series when they reissue for like DVD or anything like it feels yeah. like they always recreate something is always just different yeah it's, it's like they're they're not trying to recre recreate it well <laughs> no it was like probably promo art from like what actually would have been in a comic that got repurposed yeah well the old so the old DVD covers weren't they like I have them upstairs and I'll, I'll, I'll pull them down I don't yeah they were they artists. were using comic artists at the time yeah. to do the covers and they looked they looked really dope you yeah. know but that I noticed it today when I was I was watching this. I was like, it, it is it is some of the absolute <laughs> doggest. And if anyone's hearing that's responsible for that, here's this. I'm here to say, reach out, Joe and Joe Pod. Let me know. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a terrible rend. It's just. It's like you're trying to capture the spirit, but you're doing it poorly. Like <laughs> like capture the spirit by doing those versions in a in a in a, in a well rendered way with with knowledge of both anatomy and shadows. Shadow That's what I would recommend. Some quick reminders: we are currently not <laughs> sponsored or affiliated with Disney Plus in any way, shape, or form. 
shocking, I know. If it wasn't apparent. Currently. Currently, that's the caveat here. And we are a recap show of a series that came out starting over 30 years ago. There will be spoilers. If you don't want it spoiled for you, pause the podcast, watch the episode, and then come back. God, we talked for how long before we even got to the show? This is going to be the longest episode of your podcast. Either that or you're just going to edit everything out. Hey, guys, welcome. Joe's on the show. (laughs) <laughs> Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. But what we will do is avoid um, mentioning anything from future episodes, but the comics are fucking fair game at this point. Oh, is that me? Yeah, you too. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Cyclops IWFM Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. Of course, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast services. And finally, we record these episodes in batches right now. So if we're reacting to any news about the upcoming series, we may be a few weeks behind. I don't think there's anything really new from Nothing. last time. So. I don't know. I got the, the Mystique figure in the mail that should arrive by the time that this episode is live. Legends? Or? Nice. The VHS set. Oh, oh cool. Yep. I can't do the legends on top of it. It's just yeah, too many. On to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about season four, episode eight, titled Nightcrawler. It aired on May 13th of 1995. Currently sits at an 8.0 star rating on IMDb. I was telling John before we were recording, this one I've seen the most after like not being a kid. Mm-hmm. Because for whatever reason, maybe it's because I like Nightcrawler so much. Like This is like my comfort episode. I just put it on while I'm winding down you know, or cleaning the house or something like that. Because it's just like, kind of cool to see him on there. He also kind of has like an ASMR voice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you have the weirdest you're, ASMR you're, interest you're, literally ever. Gonna, okay, I'm not going to make that joke. I have a joke. Anyway, he, I, it, I like it because it's a great one, one and done episode. Yes, you know, it's just they. While there's one of the things I love about, I think probably we all do, is love about the X Men show is is how hard into the continuity they dove. You know, between this and Spider Man at the time, continuity, continuity, continuity. You know, and rip from the headlines. You know, and then every once in a while you get an episode like this that's just. It, it references it by saying like, oh man, we've been having a rough time lately. Let's yeah. go on a vacation. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and this but one, it's just totally enjoyable on itself. Introduces a new fun character. Yeah. This one also specifically loosely based off of uncanny X-Men 154 and 155. Joe, I'm sure you own those issues. I do. Yep. I do. I do. Rod, those came out a while <laughs> yeah. ago. So Dave Cockrum created Nightcrawler. So I don't know, Rod, how much you know about this. John. Uh, you probably know a lot. Definitely, about this. definitely knows all of it. So yeah. D- Dave, Dave Cockrum is a uh, was he passed a few years ago. A brilliant comic book artist, not very flashy, but probably one of the best art costume designers in the business that ever that ever graced the page. And I mean this. His costumes were very simple, but they were they they represented the characters. He had a long, healthy run on Legion of Superheroes. And I'm a huge Legion of Superhero fan, independent of all this stuff. Nightcrawler was originally supposed to be a member of the Legion of Superheroes. This is over at DC oh, Comics, okay. which is a futuristic space team. I was actually going to just tell you to pause for a second and ask Rod if he knew which company published Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> oh, Valiant. <laughs> <laughs> Rod, do you know what Valiant was? I kind of, only because I saw characters that look like X-Men characters. I think I yeah. later found out that Jim Lee drew them or something. That was not Valiant. Was it not Valiant? Nope. Jim Lee didn't work at Valiant. Okay, no. I don't know. No. Then, then I get all confused. No, that's okay. So so, <laughs> so when when Cochran was working on Legion, Cochran was a longtime Legion guy, he designed a whole, he did, he did a, a complete redesign of the Legion of the Legion costumes. And during that time, he just, he created Nightcrawler and was going to use them. But then he pulled it back and he didn't introduce Nightcrawler into Legion. This is interesting because like in another timeline, Nightcrawler could also have been ruined by Warner Brothers. Ooh, well, that's <laughs> very true. To be, to be fair, Fox didn't do a great job with him. Yeah. He was like one of the better parts of those X-Men movies. He was. Hit to their be- better he part, was fun. Nightcrawler be- was fun. Better part of a bad movie is oh, still yeah. not good. X, you don't like X2? 
all of the X Men mm. movies are garbage. They're like your racist mm. grandpa. I wouldn't go that. Like, far. No. <laughs> like they're, no. We have we have I, them. No. We have, we, have, I, we have them to thank for like what we have now. No. I, but they were I, so I do. Bad. I do like X two. I, I don't. I don't like the later version I, of Nightcra- Nightcrawler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, the, the, the Cody one? Smith McPhee one. That yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. For that one. Yeah. No, but like when his his entrance in the original series is like that was one of the bright spots. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was great. And and uh, Alan Cummings' performance I thought was good. I, I didn't love the tattoo thing, but at least they gave a reason for it. Like he yeah, was so tenets. conflicted. Yeah, I thought X one, X two were solid. I liked the reboot First, of First Class. Class. I thought was really great. I thought Days of Future was great. Days of Future, I could go either way. Yeah, and then and then I mean the rest, the rest are hot garbage. My, my, but I wouldn't call racist grandpa. My my, fa- my favorite was Days of Future Past because he erased everything before it. <laughs> well, it, there's a whole lot that doesn't make any but, sense there because literally water is the only thing that can kill Wolverine. So what do they do? Do they drown him and then and then <laughs> pretend that that didn't kill him? Because yeah. that is literally the only thing that can kill him. I think just for context though, like I didn't like that they didn't utilize like the cool costumes. Oh, hundred percent. And then also, there's a huge wait for Storm because she was my favorite character. Yeah, and <laughs> they possibly cast the worst person. They could have cast me, and it would have been better than Halle Berry. You've got the hair. Like, <laughs> You've got the hair for it. Even then, when I was a kid with a buzz head, yeah, it would no, have been better I, than Halle Berry. I agree. There's there's a lot that they were wrong. <laughs> they were ashamed of the costumes, even in the later editions, which were terrible. Like Phoenix is terrible. They were still ashamed of their costumes, and they could say that though they're they're trying to keep a continuity. Yeah, but you, it's 20 years later, man. Yeah, yeah. Like just do us do us the solid. Oh, yeah. Give us. I mean, there's anyway, but. Nightcrawler, I thought it was solid. Alan Cummings' version, was, oh, yeah, I, was I, I thought it was great. Yeah, but you're right about the younger one. Yeah, the yeah, yeah just kind of thrown. Yeah. So the episode starts. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I didn't get finished talking about Dave Cockrum. <laughs> Go for it. So when they, so Dave Cockrum was the artist on on Giant Size Number One, which introduced all these guys. So he pulled that he pulled that design in there. I think he did about twelve issues of the of the early X Men, and then Byrne came in, and then Cockrum re- revisited it. So Nightcrawler was always Cockrum's baby nightcrawler is probably the most associated character with dave cockrum like that's that oh, okay. was his favorite favorite thing he did the nightcrawler miniseries which at the time they hadn't really i, I that think that was the swashbuckling one right yeah, yeah. i think uh, the nightcrawler miniseries that probably wolverine was the first x-men miniseries they did but then nightcrawler was like the second i feel like wolverine came first but it was one of the very early ones like x-men weren't like getting miniseries left and right like it is today it was yeah you just had x-men you had uncanny x-men that was it and then right around that time that 150 a share of so, so what yeah, no, Nightcrawler was after the Wolverine, the Frank Miller Wolverine one. He did this four issue Wolverine mini or Nightcrawler miniseries that just just dug heavy in the swashbuckling and the bamps and the little. And Nightcrawler's great. Just Nightcrawler's just a charming, delightful, bright, fun spirit. Yeah, if you've never read his Excalibur, like the Excalibur series, it's basically Nightcrawler's book. It's awesome. Okay, episode. <laughs> I'm looking at the room and I'm checking for confirmation. The Hulk is the world breaker. I am the I am the pod breaker. So it starts out with some scary music. It's nighttime. There's like fog and stuff like that. And we see kind of like an Eastern European vi- village. And I can't pronounce the name of that. I think later on they said Neuherzl. I never heard the name but of it. I, it. They showed it on the screen. They showed, but oh, they is it on the screen? But later, the, well, we'll talk about this. A couple of people that we're not sure where they came from in the ski lodge. Yeah. They mm-hmm. pronounce it that. But they're also foreign to this country. So they, they yeah, they were like Australian yeah, accents. So they may be yeah. pronouncing it wrong, too. But I think they met, said something like Neuherzl. Or, yeah, yeah, let's go yeah, with, it's, let's go it's, with the, it's the Alps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's like on the border of Germany. Yeah. There's also a blood moon in the sky. Blood moon. Which we we just all saw recently in real life. The night of the, the God of, well, no, we were God of War Ragnarok. God of War Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The only yeah. thing that happened. They had that to night. plan that, right? They definitely did. They definitely yeah. did. And you hear these people who are the way I phrase it, European as fuck, talking <laughs> about a fiend, and that fiend has claws and fangs. 
it's this whole opening is universal horrors it's a frank whale movie oh, that's 100%. what's great yeah you know and, and i love it yeah, angry mob with yep, torches, torches. Yep, and that's true to that's true to his origin. That's how mm-hmm. Xavier found him, and right, you know, yeah. So you see a quick teleportation. Obviously, we know it's Nightcrawler. They're not shy about it being Nightcrawler. The episode's literally fucking called Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. and he starts crawling down the walls. And and Joe, maybe you can clarify this because in the era that I've read him, mm-hmm. I've never seen wall crawling as a thing for him. I've seen. Yeah. He uses like the tail to grab onto stuff right. and and things like that. But Nightcrawler's got yeah. a couple power. Good call him powers. He's also technically not a mutant. But Nightcrawler's got a couple things that people have the artists and writers have forgotten about him. One, he's supposed to be he blends in the darkness, mm-hmm. and it's primarily due to the indigo fur that he has. He has he's not blue. He's not doesn't have blue flesh. He's blue fur. Oh yeah. Now his his skin's probably blue too. Imagine. That's but, the thing the movie's got wrong too. Yeah, yeah. He's actually a really, really thin, real, very smooth, velvety like fur, and then that is supposed to give him the ability to just completely blend into shadow, ignoring the giant red vest that he's wearing. <laughs> Let's all you know ignore that. And so real quick, yeah, that goes along with one of the things that that we've seen since episode one is people don't look up because they've literally walked by <laughs> giant sentinels on yes. the sides of buildings <laughs> they don't. and just just not. Yeah. Notice them. So yeah. let's just assume most people don't look up, and that's why they don't see him Correct. with the red. With the red, yeah. yeah. And if if you if you're listening, and for some reason you're not familiar with, with with his look, he actually has he only has two fingers, and he has thumbs, but they're they're more like they're not traditionally shaped like human thumbs. They're more. It, it's like all three fingers are the same yes. style. So if you put your if you put your hands in a Vulcan like salute and kind of bend them together, that's your that's your Nightcrawler hand. And and his his thumb kind of is a little more centered in the middle of his his hand to kind of give him a gra- yeah. grab. It, the 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 idea is that he is like grasping like an animal. Yeah. But one of the early things they had him do is that they said that his fingers were so supple and more animal like that he could he could like pinch the wall and kind of crawl the wall. So he's not like. He's not doing any kind of electrostatic, sticky like Spider-Man sort of does. Right. Although later they would like in the in the movie they gave him those little hirsute talons, you know, which oh, which yeah. which is a neat idea and probably more realistic yeah. to how Peter does it. But his is more like a staticky cling. That's yeah. always been Nightcrawler is literally more like gripping. So if you threw him on a really slick surface, he wouldn't be able to stick. You know, <laughs> Got like, it. Okay. like it, he wouldn't. He would. He okay. would definitely but like, but like fall. Stone, so, but any stone yeah, monastery. stones, yes, yeah, stone monastery. He would have no problem kind of grasping it. You know, like little, like, you know, just like an animal, like a gecko kind he's of a thing. He's killing it at the rock climbing gym. Yeah. yeah. Nailing yeah. it. Yeah. So as he's gripping to a wall, one of the women actually does look up. She she crosses that 45 degree upward angle. <laughs> the first she, one to defect the church. It's, a, it's, it's the old, like it's, it's the old, it's the old European lady from the Frank Real movies. Una, what's her name? That would just like always be like, look, there's the monster. You know, and she was in all those movies. Yep. You guys know what I'm talking about. She specifically calls this one the demon. The demon. Paul Stanley comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then at that point, somebody pulls out like a laser pistol. Originally, that was supposed to be a crossbow. I was. I mean, oh, really? Yeah. I made a note about that because we joke about like how I guess like because of standards and practices, they can't use like guns in the show. Yeah, so standard should... guns. But that was that was one of those things to make it slightly less realistic because this episode does get a little heavier from a realistic world perspective in yeah, a sure. lot of ways. So that was one of the ways of like cartoonifying it up a little. So it's like these 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 villagers have. They're still by candlelight, literally. Yep. And pitchforks. Tortures like, yeah, and lasers. Laser guns. Funded <laughs> by Cobra. They're all funded by Cobra. 
That's the point. So when Nightcrawler gets shot at, this is where not only is he like going across the sides of buildings, he's literally running sideways. Like, yeah, yeah, um, that's Nightcrawler's. Yeah, got he's, he's got that I, down. I know here says like he's like parkouring around town, but can he teleport? Yeah, <laughs> he can. But, you know, in, in early days, actually teleporting took a lot out of him. when he teleported. And they, they've that's one of those things that in comics they've dropped a lot. People get just the writers, characters get bigger and more powerful and they forget all these little foibles that the early curators added to make it harder for them to just do anything. Right. And one of the things was it was actually a, a bit of a strain for him to teleport. And if he teleported with another person, it was a big strain. Yeah, yeah. And the other person would vomit or they would, or, you know, they <laughs> yeah. were like, they was really hard on them. But it was very hard on Nightcrawler to teleport with two people. So if they don't have him doing a lot, that comes from those early, early adventures where he would do it. But if he did it too much, it would, that's, oh my gosh, I'm wiped out. I was, right. Yeah, well, I, I guess I just think through my lens of like being my 40s. It's just like, man, running seems so difficult. Oh, oh, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. I was watching that Ms. Marvel show. Tangent. Here we go, John. Tangent. Watching that Ms. Marvel show, and she's throwing the steps and yeah. running all over. I'm like, they got to fix that. She's going to run everywhere. You exhausted after two blocks. Like but you she's got a teenager. Yeah, I know, but that's got to, they got to work on that. Cause they, I like that show, but like they, they got to figure out a better way to use those powers of self to transfer. have a weird set of circumstances. I ended up getting to meet him on and oh. the whole cast of his Marvel one night. Great. Yeah. Basically it was the Asian Oscars. I don't even know how to explain how I ended up there, but that girl has a lot of energy. So I buy it. Okay. Like, all right. I'll buy it then. I buy it. Then. I, I, I love it. I love the show, yeah. but just that I, I see mean, she's running off and she's making the stepping stones. I'm like, you turn the corner, you're going to be out of breath. Yeah, so I, I watched that and I was like, good for her while she's young. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. We are six lines into my notes. <laughs> Hope you guys like Nightcrawler. Hey guys, submit, submit this to the Potty Awards. <laughs> Streamy Awards. Streamies, the streamies. Oh, I wish I was kidding. But at one point he does kind of get cornered and to your point, he does teleport yes. away at that point, yeah. Rob. We had to recharge. And then he gives a line where he says, the heartless fools, they know not what they do. And I don't know about the heartless fools part, but they know not what they do is a line from something. And I just didn't look it up. From the Bible. Yeah. Is the Bible? Yeah. Jesus says that. I believe he's talking guess, to God. Gets enemy. Or oh. someone's, and he's, he's yeah. like, he's, I think he's, right. he's, it's like the night before he gets crucified. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh. like, yeah, they, they know not what they do. Like, but, like but they don't realize the, the damage it's a, they're doing. It's to, a paraphrase. But yeah, 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 yeah he yeah. didn't say heartless fools. He Jesus didn't, yeah, didn't yeah, say yeah, that yeah. part. Okay. Barabbas, you heartless fool. No, no, no. But yeah, they know not what they do is a biblical. Oh, well, that all makes sense. Yeah. Happy I don't have that in my searches. <laughs> yeah. From that, we jump- well, I just get that from the Mel Gibson podcast that I listen to. Oh, oh. yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a while. Mm. <laughs> from there, we actually- we're not here to talk about Passion nope. of the Christ. <laughs> no, nope. okay. From there, we actually jump over to a ski resort, and in that ski resort, you have Gambit and Rogue who are hanging on a couch and <laughs> oh, the best, getting cozy, the best. Uh, yeah, I can also- smell, I can smell the hairspray. Oh, yeah. Just coming Jeez. off that scene as soon as they're both on there. It's just so great. So when I was doing some like research and then, of course, I do the research literally like right before people show up to record. So I don't have time to verify any of this. Apparently, there are three cameos in that scene. Really? Oh. One is supposedly Mary Jane with a coffee mug that has a spider web on the side of it. Really? And then there's a couple by a window who are Stephen Strange and Clea. Really? I did not catch that at all. I didn't or catch that at all either. IMDb and one of those websites is lying, which well, is entirely possible. While you guys are talking, I will be pulling I'm, up Disney I'm, Plus on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. And I love it. Like, that's why not Why not do that? I, I, I applaud that 100% for the animators. Why, why not do more of that? I love when they do it in comics. They'll have a big crowd scene 
and there'll be a bunch of people pointing in the sky and in the background will be Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Right. Like they always show up in big crowd scenes. It's great. One of my favorite ongoing jokes that's currently happening in DC is the guys from iFanboy uh-huh. often get killed in various DC comics. <laughs> whether whether it's the name or yeah. their absolute likeness, they've been killed like at least 15 times in DC comics over the years. You there's a there's a you can tell in a lot of the a lot of older books where the art style is a little more, I don't mean this in a good off my lawn kind of way, but a little more realistic, you know, like yeah. a, lot, a lot of the older artists just, you know, like Neil Adams school. Did you find it? How did I not see this? When there's a crowd yeah, scene was, and if they'll I'm, be- I'm gonna take a screenshot, I were you on too far. In oh. some in some crowd scenes, there's, you'll see these generic faces and then there'll be a really great rendered face and you know that's their roommate or buddy. Jesus Christ. Let me see. So Mary Jane will pop up like right about here and then Clea and Dr. Strange right back here. So Mary Jane will be like right there and then- Oh, that's hilarious. And yeah. it's crystal clear then. Totally. That's like not totally. even questionable. Yeah, totally. I'm going to take a screen cap so we can totally. post it. Now, you're telling me he, uh, Dr. Strange's mangled hands can, can hold ski poles, but he can't <laughs> operate on anybody? He's not skiing. Oh, that's true. He's just drinking. Dr. Strange is doing what I do when I go skiing. I just stay in the lodge and I drink. So at that point, Gambit is trying to get cuddly with Rogue. But he's also instantly annoyed that they're with Wolverine, yeah. who's essentially a chaperone <laughs> yeah. for them. Wolverine's sitting there in the corner like a voyeur going like, slower, bub. <laughs> I was wondering if Xavier sent him because they were like, just make sure they don't do the thing. Because <laughs> well, you, well, 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 I'll say this, though. Actually, I think they're there to help Wolverine um, because Wolverine seems now. Do, so I, I didn't watch the previous episode. Is he just bummed out because of Dark Phoenix stuff or was there did no, something happen? Does something go on in previous episodes that. So not the previous episode. The one prior to that, though, is Morph coming back. Right. And then proceeding to leave the team because he's not ready. Right. Right, and Wolverine felt a ton of guilt about that because I left Morph behind. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe he shouldn't leave Morph behind. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I think I took it, looked at it as that. Of a, yeah. It's more of a, we need to get Groucho I, out of the house. I think that's a, that's a great thought because the last time we recorded that episode was like five weeks ago. Yeah. So I forgot that that was the episode until you questioned <laughs> what happened prior. So that's. Yeah, because he's just so down. And this whole episode really, it's called Nightcrawler. But it's really about Wolverine. It's absolutely it's a Wolverine totally a Wolverine episode. episode yeah. yeah, and I, there's there's some comment where Gambit's trying to like make a dig, and Wolverine's like, I don't even know the meaning of the word happy. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. in the most get off your lawn kind of scenario, <laughs> they hear a couple, and this is the couple in an Australian accent talking about the town that we can't pronounce with the demon, and Wolverine like creepily goes over. He's like, Did you say demon? <laughs> yeah, that is super creepers. Because oh, so imagine that, you're sitting there with your partner just and then having a that normal guy conversation. Comes over. And yeah. So, and then, the there's, hairiest. There's that voyeur thing you're talking about, though. Yeah. He's like, say demon again. Say demon. <laughs> say demon one more time. How great would it be if if the voice of that Australian couple was like a young Hugh Jackman doing VO roles trying to get some trying to make some early Hollywood money? Well, you know what I'm saying? Rob, like, look like, it up. <laughs> well, no, it's not. But you know what I mean. Yeah. You know. But also, that's a that's a great that's a great Easter egg because yeah. Wolverine, famous Australian mm-hmm. from Pride of the X Men, yeah. which we still have not watched. You guys haven't done yet. I, I've watched. I, okay. I've I've not. Yeah. I well, he's. I, it, I own the VHS. Too. I love Pride of the X Men. It's great. But he's totally he's totally Australian. I was telling like how bad it was. Oh, I love it. I thought it was great. It was super true to the true like to those Claremont so, words. So now. now we now we have two guests who've said it's good. Yeah, you're wrong. You, <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe, and Matt have both said it's good. Yeah, it's really good. I guess it depends. I don't think you would like it as a standalone, but if you like the comic accuracy, everybody says comic yeah, accurate. Yeah, in the 
Oh. And the animation is 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 done by Sunbow, yeah, who did GI Joe. It's not it's not bad. The animation is gorgeous, like the, it, really, it's really solid it just, '80s it, animation. But it, it it wasn't come back to the it. maturity that like this show. No, was, you know, it was no, very, no, no, no. It, it was the other '80s after school no. special. Yeah, it's like Kimmy yeah. Pride learned to love herself at the end. You know, yeah, that totally. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Jump back. Gambit is trying to get Rogue to just like let's just go to Monte Carlo instead, yeah. and it's like. That's like one of those like stereotypical like oh that's the yeah. that's the vacation where you go to fuck and Wolverine's like I found something let's go have fun <laughs> can I can I still watch it Monte Carlo Bob actually my note here was like Gambit's still flirting with Rogue Wolverine cock blocks they go on yeah. mission well, he wasn't Logan. gonna get any let's be real Logan is Canadian for cuckold <laughs> As I, I forgot saying. to ask language on the show oh no I said fuck really early oh, okay, in the episode good. my show is actually my I keep mine clean oh. so I just I just want <laughs> I, so uh, you're letting it out here. Oh, I do. Totally. Yeah, no. Every every pot I guest on, I swear like a fucking <laughs> cockleberry. No. And then if they ever listen to my show, I'm always like, gosh darn it, those cobras and those lasers. <laughs> Just in case the kids want to listen I to do, it. No. We are not that show. No, no, no. It wasn't like the first or second episode. Both of us were like, between how much both of us swear you drink and I think everyone's boning. Oh, yeah. It, it's no possible way we can make this a family friendly. <laughs> oh, completely. Completely. And I prefer it that way. The one time the characters were actually set yeah. up for boning was the one time Rod's like, I didn't get that yeah, I joke. Like, I didn't catch that. <laughs> they just went to the hotel, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I forget what the reference was. But... Oh, explain Cyclops later. is waiting for me. Yeah. <laughs> I have to leave Logan. So as their way of getting from the ski resort to this village, they decide to ski. Gambit can't ski, ends up like spinning around backwards pulls a sunny bono yes i yeah four years before sunny bono dies well that was something else I this was predated like, the sunny bono yeah this tragedy. was like still when looney tunes was pulling yes. that shit yes I, I like i think until i was like in high school or something one of my first ski trips like the ski joke was funny totally until you're actually there like this is terrifying what do people joke about this uh, i i hate skiing if you, uh, well if you can't ski like that's not one of the it, things you drag a friend along it like, is fright <laughs> it is it is frightening you're going down that hill so fast yeah. and i'm like to what point so, so i can go back up and do it again yeah. no i don't get it i don't like it i'm not fan of it and yes or three years after this episode sunny bono would die and then uh, shortly after that liam neeson's oh, wife yeah. dies from the same thing that's I how she died. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah mm. I remember that. There's yeah. a rash of tree murders. <laughs> well, it's Earth fighting back. Yeah, right? It was, <laughs> it was the, oh, the happening. It was, it was the happening. Yeah. It was the prequel to the happening was the Sunny Bono murders. It was all in revenge that when Gambit hits the tree, his powers activate and makes mm-hmm. the tree explode. And then. Which is, shouldn't have been able to happen. Please elaborate. Gambit's powers do not work on organic material tree is alive what if it was a dead tree if well it would okay that's the only explanation except it was if, frozen dead maybe tree. yeah that would be the only explanation I'm gonna like, go with that. and that's how it works on like cards and stuff you know like they're not living okay. but so but like but that. like a, his his that's his limitation which, because he which, can't touch a person and right, blow them up right oh, exactly and that's that, and that's you know okay boys season showrunners or whatever you're listening yeah that adaptation for yeah. one of your parody characters so like, i would a, a make the argument i would make the argument <laughs> it it probably would have had a hard time charging that whole tree yeah. with the kinetic energy because it was a living thing. But also, he probably like would have had a concussion from hitting. The tree. Oh yeah, yeah, and that I mean that also might explain it too. So you know, just like just like Scott, the reason he can't control his optic blast is he got hit in the head. Yeah, maybe once yeah. maybe once Gambit got that terrible concussion, it just his powers <laughs> went haywire. Not to jump too far ahead, but at one point they're referencing Gambit being hurt from this whacking oh, into yeah. the tree yeah and they purposely didn't say concussion that was one of the other things that got cut from standards and practices oh, really yes so they got away with like so much of the church and in spirituality references but like the crossbow 
the word concussion did, did are they, specifically mentioned as being. And did they say why concussion is bad? Is standards and practices the same thing as the ratings board where it's like random parents that people don't know about? No, standards and practices are the ones who like work the, for the actual yeah, studio. So like the corporate lawyers. And yeah, they, lawyers. Yeah. They basically say, please don't do this because the ratings board or whoever may freak out about oh, it. So, but, so they're, they're thinking of the ratings board that I'm thinking of, though, that are like the anonymous parents, right? Yeah, I think I know why they would have cut that, though, because, uh, because that's actual trauma happening. That's something a kid could look up and understand real trauma happening mm-hmm. versus Oh, he got blasted. What does that mean? So, exact quote from Eric Leewald's previously on X-Men, the making of an animated series. And this is actually one of the only episodes that has a full mini chapter dedicated to it. Wow. She preferred we not say Gambit had a concussion, which implies too much violence, even though it came from a tree. Mm, yeah. It's just too real world. I mean, too real. Fair, fair yeah. enough. I guess. Though. I guess. Like, yeah. yeah. But. Because then, you know, you, you know, see a kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, wanting to emulate a passed out Cajun. <laughs> Hey, mom, look at me. I'm Gambit. Thunk. Just runs face forward into a tree. (laughs) Sonny Bono's just a huge X-Men fan. I'm halfway down the first page. (laughs) He was halfway down the hill. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what helps them get the rest of the way down the hill is the explosion of the tree. Yeah. Avalanche. Uh, an avalanche, yes. Yeah. yes. But not the avalanche. Not the avalanche, right. He wasn't ever called the avalanche. No, but no, I'm saying the, the avalanche. And avalanche instead of the guy. The Have avalanche. we ever had a team up between avalanche, the X-Men, freedom, freedom, fight, freedom force, brotherhood of evil mutant, and avalanche, the WWE wrestler? <laughs> no. That would be amazing. And throw in... Richter, who can make a, make earthquakes, and I think I feel like you have a, a, a just like a three way triple tag team team that check, would just. Have you checked Florida? They seem to get close. <laughs> if you do check Florida, look for my dad. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. My dad's at home. Uh, Rogue tries to <laughs> Rogue tries to save the day. Grab them. They still get caught in the avalanche, uncovering themselves from the snow. Wolverine chops his way out with his claws. Yeah, he does. Instead sure. of instead of just digging, he's yeah. he's stabbing his way through. Gotta do I it. Guess it's ice. Gotta do it. Every stab. It, Wolverine's like Homer with a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the TV off by shooting uh-huh. it. Uh huh. And he's Mr. Plow. And he's Mr. Plow. <laughs> and he's Mr. Plow. There's a lot of similarities here. If our episode titles were not just the episode title itself, the ultimate we, tangent episode. We should go back afterwards and like repost them under alternate titles. <laughs> You're going to get like 17 <laughs> clips to use for like Instagram reels off of this. I yeah. just want to point this out. I'm going to run out of like our 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 paid thing that we make the yeah. visualizer from. This is going to be four times as long as the episode. <laughs> it already is. Yeah, it's already three times longer. <laughs> yep. Oh, but they see the Gi- town. It's a giant size a- X-Men. <laughs> They see the town. From there, Rogue wakes up in this monastery. We do real quick. I do, and I don't mean this as this isn't a tangent. They were cross country skiing to go fight find this demon. Yes. Yeah. So let's just point that out. They yeah. were just skiing for fun. Yeah. Yeah. That there's was, no th- car. There's no livery. There's no horse no. they could have borrowed. Nope. They just decided to ski across the city yeah, to they, go find this demon. Wolverine creeped on that couple. Yeah. And decided this was the best direct route. <laughs> yes. I, I, I will point out their reasoning for skiing too was funny because Rogue even says, "Why don't I just fly us there?" Right. And then Wolverine's like, "And miss all this fun," and points at Gambit almost dying, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yes. And so their whole reason for skiing is to watch Gambit suffer skiing. Yes. That was the, yeah, that was, yeah, the that, was that was pretty entertaining. But they got there. Yeah, they, they, they did. They, got they there. did get there. They got there. Now, granted, like two thirds of them don't remember how they got there. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> the not concussed guy. <laughs> yeah. 
funny though. Well, he's he, just he, not even in this whole episode. Then it's just yeah. it's like it's well, even Rogue, she passed out, right? Yeah, she does pass out from that. It's yeah. it's like which which was it X two when the, that they just they kidnap Xavier early on so they don't have to deal with someone having you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. someone having his level of power. We, we can't pay Patrick. Yeah, and he's just not in the movie because he's just out of it the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, that's what they did at Gambit. So Rogue wakes up and there are are monks that are nearby. Of course there are. <laughs> yep. Making pretzels and wine. One of the other things that the censors cut was the monastery could not have a winery within it. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. You are nailing all the things that got cut from it's, the episode. It's almost like I've watched way too many cartoons in my day. Yeah. <laughs> I like, too, that the the monks say that their ministry is to minister to ski accident victims. I was like, don't they say that? Yes. <laughs> that sounds like. Yeah. They, they actually say a part of why they're there, in addition to like studying the Lord and stuff like that is to help people who've gotten hurt in ski accidents. That's a great service, but also feels like there's a core problem that's not being addressed. (laughs) (laughs) Like the ski resort. (laughs) These murderous trees. (laughs) And also the avalanches that just tore her sleeves off. That's awesome. That was amazing. Or she just flexed so hard. No, no, no it, just, it, it tore. was, it, it was, tore. it was, it was like, you know what it was? The trees were transplanted from evil dead movies. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> they knock out the boyfriend and they go after the girl. And then what stood out to me at that point is as they realized that rogue is okay and regaining consciousness and stuff like that, they actually said, praise be to God. And like growing up in Catholic school and stuff like that, it stood out to me because yeah. I don't remember aside from your like Bible and Old Testament related shows, specials, etc. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that ever being said in a cartoon up until this point. You're yeah. totally right, Davey. Oh it, wow, yeah, unlocked memory. So, <laughs> but the, but that's the, you're you're right, and it, it is it is shocking how like and it makes sense because it's Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is famously Catholic. I prefer my Nightcrawler when he kind of keeps his religion. He's just true to his religion mm-hmm. in his heart. I'm I'm. For the record, I'm, I was raised Lutheran, not Catholic. But yep. years later, they would make him an actual priest. Yep. And that was, it was interesting, but then it was a little too much for me. Yeah. Like, it was a little too... Hit you over the head. Yeah, it was a little too on the nose. I really preferred right. it when it was just an aspect that would occasionally come out to help someone get through a situation. Not like, all of a sudden, he's there ministering to everybody. And right. I'm like, okay, peel it back. But in this case, so he's specifically Catholic, but Catholic... There was not Catholic monks, like right. Like that's not a Catholic. It could be Jesuit, maybe. That because like I I went to a Notre Dame high school and we had the Jesuit brothers. Oh, okay. So I think that might be kind of the the closest. Still God, and I I, I think like they didn't want to specify like which group within the Catholic Church too. Yeah, or sorry, which group within Christianity? You know, they were even kind of vague about that. They didn't really specify christianity a whole lot they just tied the whole language well, it's shocking yeah. i think it's just shocking enough that they go straight yeah. that they get the god stuff in and not just in a passing reference like you're saying yeah like it's earlier wolverine's god don't like me you know and then, <laughs> and then yeah. it, it's just it and they're in a church and the, the yeah. bible page and all this stuff that happens like it's it's god there have you know? been some sort of argument with the story writers in the network of like this is core to his character so it's important that this case had to be that's that's a big part of that chapter <laughs> mm-hmm. where it was like Every every writer and Eric and they were all about it, and the executives were in support of it. They knew oh, that the local affiliates and the advertisers would be the ones who might be nervous about it. But the two key people over at Fox who who would go to bat for them, the ones who helped get the show, Margaret 
Leicher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I forgot the other person's name off the top of my head. But they actually went to bat of like, no, let's do this. Yeah, because it's character driven. You can oh. always you just stand behind that. You know, yeah. we're doing it for character and, and it works. Yeah. And Eric said, as far as he and the other people that were a part of this process, this is the first time they remembered it being a part of something that was kids pop culture. Where are we? Oh, yeah. Halfway down the page. At that point, somebody is snooping and we find out that that's Brother Reinhardt. Creeping. Yeah, just totally creeping. He is not a fan of Brother Michael, the one who's taking care of Rogue. He says, isn't this a terrible time with everything that's going on? I do have to say, I think this is great. The, and, and, and you have to do it in a show like episode like this, where they're all monks, they're all wearing the same robes. Everyone has a distinct facial hair look. Yes. Yeah. Like the one guy's bald to the beard. The other guy has big shaggy hair. The, you know, like there's, it is, you, you really have to go for the facial slash head hair yeah. yep. to distinguish anyone from anyone else. And then you give the woman the robe. And they, this is where I was like, what is Rod's opinion going to be on this? Because the exact phrasing was, we don't want to make the natives restless. Yeah. Because they, he, was it, was it Reinhardt or one of the monks was like, I, th- I think it was Brother the, Michael. Michael. The nice was, guy. Was, yeah, yeah Michael, the like, nice guy. Like, speaking that, yeah. of, now that you're okay, can you dress more modestly? Yeah. And, and then I think it was Rogan says like, well, wouldn't want to make the uh, natives restless. It's, yeah. some, it's some alien three level stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree. You go from like a bunch of dudes that probably not have seen, not seen a woman yeah. in years. And now there's like one of the most attractive women you've probably ever seen yeah. in spandex in yeah. her presence with her with her her shoulders are showing. Rumor control, <laughs> rumor control. We got a pretty little lady here. We, yeah. <laughs> Y'all gonna keep it in your robes? Rumor control. Which it's 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 interesting because like I I guess you know you're in their space so. You know, sure, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, can you imagine telling a woman that could like absorb your life force? Like, put some clothes. But they yeah. don't know that. <laughs> and also, yeah. and also, let's be clear: it's just her arm. <laughs> yeah. She's well, wearing but, a big old ski suit, like you know. Yeah, yeah. she's not, not in exactly. Her, she's, she's not, not in, in tight spandex. spandex yeah, yeah. But, she's but, she, but she's in a ski suit. But she's in skin tight clothing, and there's Whoa. all these, you know. I get it. Yeah, but you know what? Hey, listen. See, if you, if Rod and I are different people. <laughs> maybe, maybe your commitment, maybe your commitment to God isn't that strong. If just to, you you're know, right. if the sight of someone's bare shoulder, all of a sudden you want to throw everything out the window. I mean, we we actually do we joke about that, but like I remember in the '90s, and because so John grew up Catholic, I grew up Presbyterian and like non-denominational, mm-hmm. and it, you had, the purity culture was such a huge thing. I don't oh, know if sure. You remember any of that? Like we had, we were a bunch of kids from Connecticut. We sure. did not have that. Well. <laughs> How, how it actually panned out versus what... Every know. time I saw a kid talking about his purity ring, I was just yes. like, the only thing we want to do is get some poon. That's it. That's oh, it's all, all me and my friends talk about was wanting to get trim. And I'm using those words specifically because <laughs> it was the 90s in Chicago. Yeah. Mm. And that is, uh, that, is, it is, that is all any of us gave a shit about. It, and then you got some guys and you were like, I'm wearing my purity ring because you're using it as an excuse because no one likes you. <laughs> that's it why. Was, it, it brought like weird attention. Early incels. Yeah, yeah. that's well, what it was, man. It was a little bit of that. And also like, you also made like undue focus on something. That, right. Like, so Just, not, that, not that it wasn't in your mind because you're a teenager and hormones. And stuff, yeah. But then you also like, you, like in church, like we'd be one of the few places you might not even talk about it in like the general sense. It would just constantly be in sermons and oh, like man. true love weights concerts. And Meanwhile, stuff. all you're doing in church is get is sitting there looking at all the other girls in church, going like, "What's up?" Well, so like that's all you're doing in church. But see that that was the that, that is like a little interesting commentary of like the time and then like asking Rogue to cover up and stuff. Yeah. At least where I I went to church and stuff, the pressure was always on the girls to be modest and not the guys. Which is not some bullshit. At the time. It's still well, to yeah. this day. Yeah. I, I, well, that's, I'm, just, I'm just saying because I haven't. No, no, I haven't yeah, no, church regularly in a couple decades. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Me too. 
Me too. But like at, at that time, <laughs> have you watched TV recently, right, yeah. Rod? But it, no, but at yeah. the time, like it was like the at youth group, like if a girl like was sh- showing shoulder, they were like, "Go back home and put on something more appropriate." Yeah, but, it's you know, like oh, don't even get don't even get me started. It's like it's like uh, the, my my wife wants to lock men in cages. <laughs> yeah, I she's like it, it's you're blaming women because men are apparently men are animals. Yeah, I mean fair. I mean we are. Yeah, we, I'm not saying we aren't, <laughs> but no. like instead of trying to trying to curb the the, the maniacs. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's your fault because yeah. you showed a little too much knee. Yeah. yeah, but this this one was a little bit more fair because they are also wearing robes, so it's like, okay, yeah, well, it is. You're on their territory. No, yeah, uh, totally get it. Totally. But Wolverine didn't wear a robe, did he? No, oh, that's true. See, yeah, no, so, but, so Sam but they apparently don't pointed, apply to Canadians. But they <laughs> but they did point out that she because she's the only woman. They actually yeah, made they a point of saying that. that's true. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, oh, you know we glossed over in all this in depth detail. She called him Hoser early on, oh, and then, just, and then yeah. said, "Why doesn't he love skiing?" I thought that was great. That was <laughs> all character. Solid. That was so solid. I loved it. Called him Hoser, and then you should love skiing, basically, because you're Canadian. You Hoser. It's funny because I John, think he's too heavy, and he starts. To oh, s- he would sink. Yeah. Right. John yeah. actually met the voice of Rogue, and yeah. it seems like on par with her energy. Oh, she, 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 and I've said this on a previous episode. Anybody who I met who was involved in the animated series, mm-hmm. if you bought something at the booth, they would basically sign as much stuff as you wanted. She is just sassy and awesome, and it was like, this is how much the autograph is, and this is also how much a selfie is. And awesome. I'm like, good for you. Fuck awesome. yeah. Get it, get it. Long tall cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Nope. Uh, that was one of my favorite quotes from the early episode. the best, man. <laughs> so at that point also, as the native restless comment is made, we actually see Nightcrawler up in the Raptors. Right. They start asking, you know, what is this place? And the, the monks give like quick little mention, you know, this has been around. It got some damage during the war. So that means this thing has had massive damage for 50 years mm-hmm. and they've just decided to not fix it yeah and they probably don't have a whole they don't have a lot of money, money yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean it, it's they're, they're, it's a monastery but it's like it's a castle like yeah. that, that, it's a castle yeah. but they're also helping all these ski victims without payment yeah <laughs> yeah right and they're not allowed to make yeah. wine they're just because, giving robes away left and right yeah. <laughs> they can't make wine to sell right. because they of standards and practices. practices but they mentioned the war and that stood out for me because in the show like obviously we know about Magneto's history and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but they've never actually acknowledged the war. Was this before or after that old soldiers episode of showing Wolverine in World War II? This is before that. Before episode. it, okay. Yep. But this is the most direct reference yeah. to World War II. In undisclosed war in the yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turns out there's just the Falklands. Yeah. <laughs> well, even Magneto, they they don't they just kind of dance around it. They're like, there's a yeah. thing that happened. Yeah. But we all know what it yeah. was. Yeah. It's it's like how Batman 66. Oh, yeah. There's like one episode that ever references his parents just as being passed. Okay. Like, that's it. And like, versus every other instance of Batman you've ever seen, they're like, Wait, did you know his parents died in an alley? His parents yeah. died in an alley. They're 66. They're like, oh, my parents are dead. To, yeah. be, to, be, to be totally fair, it's not my parents died in an alley. It's, it's I'm going to relive that trauma yeah. vividly <laughs> with like multiple like angles of mom yeah. being shot in the pearls yes. dropping. Yeah. That's, that's and on 66 is, oh, parents are gone. That's probably my favorite Batman movie is Lego Batman. Because oh, they do the best job of addressing that. They're like, that thing happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So since the conversation with Joe has been going and going and it's fantastic, we want to extend this out to two episodes. We didn't tell Joe we're necessarily doing it. So we're just doing this outro without him. Rod, any thoughts on Nightcrawler? And I don't even know where we're editing this. Yeah, I have no idea where we're at right now, but you guys do. So thanks for listening. Welcome to Nightcrawler Month. I'm half joking about that. We're not sure how long this is going to go. It's at least half a month. (laughs) But Joe's great. This is awesome. Stay tuned for next week for the next part of the saga. (laughs) 